exciting. My name is Kirk Fox, and I am just talking at this moment to the world. I, I will try and keep my pace up. Right now, it is just me, simply me. I'm looking at a picture of myself. Uh, I see that it, it gets brighter as I talk, and I wonder if anyone will actually swing in here. I, I didn't I didn't talk about when I was going to do this. So this is just, it's not a cry for help. I, I see Charlie, that's, that's nice to have a listener. I see David, a few people have just popped in. And what I'm going to talk about right now, and it's mainly just for me to, to hear my voice. Uh, I'm a comedian. I'm also an actor. I'm a, I believe I'm a husband. I, I believe I'm a father. And in a couple of weeks, I will go to uh, Temecula, which is in California, a little east of San Diego. And I will tell jokes to a bunch of horse people. There's a, a big horse show, the horses jump. And then at the end of the day, they, they have some entertainment. And I, I believe I will be the entertainment I have been hired to uh, tell some jokes. But unfortunately, there will be children in the audience. And I, most of my current jokes lean toward a, kind of a sex offender theme. Not, not so much that I am a sex offender, but that I, I play one often. But on this day, I, I think I have to kind of clean up my act. The, the man who hired me loves me and, and loves the edge, the, the creepy with a twinkle. But he did say there will be some children there. And I know this because six months ago, I did a show there with my friend Kevin Neeland. He went down there and he asked me to come down there with him. We drove together. And I was supposed to do some jokes before him. And then we saw that there was a lot of children in the audience. And so I, I had uh, no trouble really because I tried to quickly remember some of my jokes that, that don't end with uh, sex. But now I'm going down there in a few weeks and I have to just uh, do clean comedy for an hour. So that means I have to go back and find my clean jokes. Now, what I'd like to do for just a few minutes uh, is kind of talk about how I, my, my first five minutes of the set. And, and then we can talk about it. Or we could just talk about having to uh, be seamless in life and to be able to talk to just anybody. That, that's the real trick. I, I'd like to have comedy where... Children can laugh and adults can laugh and animals. But, but here's the first five minutes of that set. And I'm just here because I want to see if I, I want to see if I remember any of this. And also, I'm trying to get to the point in my comedy where I'm just handing the words on a pillow, not a rock. I don't want to dance. I just want to be conversational. So here's how I'm going to start that set.
first of all, I'll come out on the stage and I'll, I'll say hi and I'll, I'll feel the room. But then here's, here's how that set will uh, begin. Uh, I was at the, the coffee bean this morning for about five hours, uh, just kind of sitting in a corner looking at, at girls. And I realized, shit, I'm that guy. I'm that creepy guy in the corner just checking out girls, pretending he's a producer. I remember when I was in my 20s, I'd see that guy in his... 40s, just alone at the bar next to a speaker. And I'd be like, what is he doing here? Well, now I can tell you, he's looking at your girlfriend, wondering if she needs her rent paid. I think there'll be laughter there, even from the children. And then I realized you're spending too much time at the coffee bean if you notice a homeless man's limp improving. There'll be laughter there also. And then maybe I'll say something about, I didn't really realize that the ice blenders had that much calcium. And then I would say, uh, also I realized if a SWAT team came in here right now and I was whisked off this stage and arrested as a suspected serial killer, everyone I know would be like, yeah, that, that makes total sense. I fit the FBI profile for a serial killer to a T. White male, that's it. I mean, there's some icing on the cake, uh, mustache, wishes he was a cop, keeps a loaded 357 Magnum under his pillow, first chamber empty in case he pulls the trigger in his sleep, police scanner, all the usual. Now that's, that's a couple minutes, and I, and I think I haven't really offended anyone yet. There will be laughter. And then I'll get to this joke, which, uh, and basically, I'm just trying to remember things that are funny and not offensive. But here's a, here's a great one. Uh, and then after that, I'll be like, you know, I guess maybe there's some other, maybe there's a few red flags also. Or maybe I'll say red flags uh, when I'm describing the first three, you know, the gun, uh, first chamber empty, those are red flags. But then maybe there's some icing on the cake because the other day I was driving down Sunset Boulevard and I, I saw a beautiful girl in a, a new Ferrari trying to get out into traffic, but no one was letting her in. So I stopped, stopped the traffic behind me, waved her in. She smiled, waved and pulled out and I just started following her. Uh, and after about an hour, I finally caught up to her. She was a pretty good driver. Uh, I'm not uh, against using the sidewalk, but I finally caught up next to her. She may have run out of gas and she rolled down her window. She's like, I've called the police. And I said, I know, I heard it on the scanner. What's up? And she's like, why are you following me? I'm like, you waved, smiled. She's like, I was saying, thank you. I'm like, you're welcome. Let's go. Let's get a room. Let's get it on. And then I'll, there'll be laughter there. And then I'll say, you know, I, I, I wish I was a cop. Uh, sometimes I pretend I'm a cop. I know it's against the law, but that's just because I'm a good cop. I, I know the law. I mean, sometimes I'll go up to a girl late night. I'll be like, uh, hey, where were you last night between 4 and 5 a.m.? She's like, are you a cop? I'm like, I'll ask the goddamn questions. 
Okay, so that was pretty good. I wonder how long that was. That was about five minutes. All right. Anyone want to talk about that uh, first five minutes of comedy? I, I'm, I'm more than happy to discuss it. Or we can just continue. Uh, uh, it's nice to see. Uh, it's nice to see faces here. Now that now that I know that this is a possibility in life, I, I might start doing this every day, just uh, expressing myself. All right. No one wants to interrupt. They just want to hear a little more. Okay. So from there, I would say, uh, after I pretend that I was a cop, I wish I was a cop. I even went to the police academy a, a few years ago. Things weren't going the way I wanted. So uh, I wanted to become a cop. I know you can join at any age. And I just went in there passionate. I'm like, listen, I want to be a cop. I got a mustache. Uh, I'd like to wear my own clothes. I don't want to wear a uniform. It's kind of itchy. Uh, I have a 357 Magnum. Uh, not on me, but I can get to it quick. Uh, I have a police scanner. I'm going to let you guys use that. Uh, I have a little gun. And I'm, I'm not against shooting somebody and then planting the gun on them. I'll do whatever I need to do. And then the, the captain or whoever I'm talking to says, whoa, 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 whoa. First of all, you're saying all the right shit for sure. But can you do 12 pull-ups? No, I can't do 12 pull-ups. And my whole life, I've never stopped and done 12 pull-ups. Oh, in my whole life, I've never seen a cop stop and do 12 goddamn pull-ups. Maybe one pulls himself, looks over the fence, send the dog. And then they say, hey, can you chase a perp for four miles if you have to? No, I can't chase shit for shit. And if I'm chasing someone for four miles, they want to be freer a lot more than I want to chase. At about a mile, I'd be like, Man, your passion is unbelievable. Just go. I'll catch up to you later. And we'll divide the money up evenly. Laughter, laughter, laughter. So I think I can do it. I, I think I can do an hour of comedy for uh, these horse people, for sure. Uh, basically, what I'm doing is I'm going back to a set of comedy that I did a few years ago in my comedy special, which was called That Guy. And I'm just going to do a lot of that. But I also told the guy that uh, has hired me, how about I do 30 minutes uh, for the children and then we get the children out of the room and then I can just go a little dark. So we'll see if that happens. All right. Anyone have uh, any questions, comments for Kirk Fox? Uh, I'm here for you. I'm also an assistant life coach. So, uh, or else I can do another two minutes and then I'll be done with the first uh, chunk. All right, here's the other thing. Also, uh, I even tried to adopt a police dog. That's how much I wanted to be a cop. But all the police dogs that uh, you try and rescue, they're all retired. And then they said to me, uh, do you, is it okay? Do you, do you mind if these dogs are retired? And it's like, no, man. I don't want to live with a retired cop. I know a lot of retired cops. They don't do shit. Just a lot of golf. And uh, they drink a lot of Budweiser. I don't, want a, I don't want a police dog that I'm like, did you hear that downstairs? Go get it. They're like, no, I'm not. I'm retired. Why, why would I go down there? Just throw a ball. And I'm like, all right, yes, Captain. And they say also all the other dogs uh, have been kicked out of the police academy. And they won't tell you why. 
So I don't want a dirty cop either. I, I want a I want a police dog that's gonna find drugs, not plant them on me. All right, here's a caller. Gregory, Kirk Fox, working it out. Hey, Kurt, I just wanted to ask you, how did it go for you guys in COVID with everything being shut down? I mean, you know, Comedy Store was shut down all through L.A. was shut down. I mean, were you able to work in other areas or were you just kind of hosed this whole time? Gregory, I have to tell, I have to tell you that year where I wasn't really adapt, uh, allowed to do comedy. It was it was very refreshing it was kind of a, just a brain reset because I would say since 2002, when I started stand-up, I had been going up on stage maybe three or four times a week. I had done thousands of, of, of shows. Uh, I, I count every show that I, that I do. Uh, my last show was my 3,000. 774th show so a year without having to do stand-up man it was easy and i came back stronger and it's okay when when you're not allowed to do it when when you're supposed to when you're supposed to be doing stand-up and you have access to to as much stage time as you want you feel bad if you don't go up but if you're not allowed to go up it felt pretty good What do you think of that, Greg? That's crazy. It's inter- it's in it's interesting, isn't it? Greg, I, do, do you hear me, brother? I might have a bad connection with Greg. I lost him. But but that but that's a great question when with uh with a year off and you don't have to do it. You just, your brain starts thinking about other things in life. Uh, did a lot of people have to shut down their careers when COVID hit? Not really. They, they, could, still, uh, they could still find a way to perform. But with, with stand-up, you kind of need an audience. But I kept writing, and I do a lot of talking to myself. Any other questions for Kirk Fox? One of the greatest uh, mysteries on earth is Kirk Fox, one of the greatest comedians who yet flies under the radar. Questions, anyone? All right, here, here's where we would go uh, after the cop stuff. I would take, a, there'd be a little, a little break, laughter, definitely. And then I would say, uh, interesting, as I was driving down here today, I, I saw a beautiful girl hitchhiking. That's nice, nice to see women out there trying to connect again. They should just rename that kill me. I mean, who's climbing into a car with a complete stranger? Uh, where are you going? Morgue. Oh, shit. I'm, I'm going right past there. Uh, I'll pick you up. Uh, I'll come back and get you after my set in Temecula. So you bring in Temecula. That'll be a, a big laugh. A- anytime people feel that they're hearing something for the first time, the laughter is large. And then I would say... Uh, after that laugh, I would say, you know, I saw a 24-hour car wash the other night. Let's talk about this for a second. If you're washing your car at 4 a.m., you just killed a hitchhiker. If I was a cop, that's where I'd work. It, uh, 
any 24-hour car wash from 4 to 5 a.m. And I'd arrest everyone washing their goddamn car. Uh, Hi, what are you doing? Oh, washing my car. Pop the trunk. You pop the trunk, there's a body in there with duct tape. Wait, how'd you know? Heard it on the scanner. You bring back the scanner from uh, the beginning of the set. People like callbacks. Uh, A lot of comedians don't like it, but I'm a big fan of callbacks. It's nice to see that the people are listening and uh, they like it. So I will weave callbacks in as I go. And then I'd have my duct tape, my duct tape joke. And I'd say, uh, I think duct tape was originally called abduction tape. But it just wasn't hitting the homeowners and plumbers, just a lot of serial killers, but they usually only uh, buy one roll. Not a lot of uh, repeat business with serial killers. So that's, I think that's about 15 minutes right there. And that would be the first 15 minutes of, uh, of my set in Temecula. And the, the great thing about Colin is people were listening. I, ha- I have, uh, I have uh, a lot of people right here. I mean, this is a nice, small, intimate comedy room. I didn't, uh, I didn't curse. I maybe said shit once. I'll, I'm okay with that in front of the children. Hopefully the kids aren't infants because then they, they'll be crying. But I think, it, I think it'll be exciting. It's a nice challenge to do comedy for children. All right. Any other questions, comments? Does anyone want to uh, ask me anything? I see Charlie and David and Avery. Dane is here. Dane is a comedian. Dane, how are you, brother? I will talk to Dane. Hi, Dane. Kirk Fox. Hi, Kirk Fox. Dane Curley, how are you? Dane, I'm I'm excellent. I'm just uh, talking to some friends. I'm reaching out on Colin, one of the probably one of the coolest apps I'm aware of, and I was just uh, working on remembering some comedy. It's uh, I'm going to be doing a show in a couple weeks, and there might be some children in the audience, and I'm just trying to wrap my brain around how to fill an hour without the the darkness that my new hour consists of. Yeah, I, I've been listening. A lot, of, a lot of funny stuff, Kirk. I was thinking though that you know, if these are children, uh, should you should you really get into the serial killer material and the abduction tape? I, I think uh, I think I'm fine with it because uh, it's not dirty, it's not offensive, right. and it's it's reality. And I'm saying everyone thinks I'm a serial killer. I'm not saying how old are not, the kids going to be? I'm not saying I am. Uh, all of this is just conversation and i think i think the kids will be old enough to know what what villains are they all watch cartoons i have a three-year-old that knows what a villain is it's a great point but i I, i'm just avoiding stuff that's uh, a little too sexual and uh pedophilia based Hmm. that makes sense yeah it sounds good i i uh I like the very first bit you were working on, the coffee shop bit. Uh, I was thinking that you could probably get into laughs even right at the start. But I know you were saying that you like, you're, you're changing up a little bit. You want to be a little bit more soft and less coming in hard like a rock. Yeah, I, th- I think in this situation, 
it's also outdoors in a tent and i think it's kind of in oh. day i think it's kind of go going to be in daylight and i can also get a few laughs just when i come out there taking in the room and i think it's just moving the barge out of the out of the harbor yeah it's it's important to get people on board before you start taking them into too creepy of the rooms but I, but i think it's conversational i think uh nice to see everyone I, I spent about four hours at the coffee bean yesterday and uh i realized after four hours just looking at girls i'm that guy i'm that creepy guy in the corner and i think there'll be laughter right out of the gate because i look like that guy <laughs> right see the call that's the one thing we're missing on calling is the visual aspect but you're totally right so that that's kind of i think it's really important to just kind of uh massage them a little before you i like to get them on board before they jump ship <laughs> well hopefully they don't jump ship till late in the set well, ho hopefully they just kind of stay with you the whole time. Yeah, exactly. But hey, you know what would be interesting for your for your listeners today? You know, you just mentioned that it's going to be outdoors in a tent. I find that a lot of funny stuff happens, just unplanned stuff that you have to roll with when you're performing outdoors. Like the wind picks up <laughs> and, you know, people's hats are flying off their heads. Well, Dane, that's that's the key to life is just being open to to anything in the moment. That one of the one of the keys to comedy, uh, the main rule in comedy is that there are no rules. Uh, there might be wind. There 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 could be anything, and it's just being open to whatever happens wherever you're at, whether it's outdoors or indoors especially when everyone's aware of what's going on around them. It's tough to ignore it. And, and they also wonder why you ignore it. So it, it, mm. it's important to identify things that people are, are noticing. Yes. You, you have an intelligent audience. They're real people out there. Well, they're just human beings. I, right. I, I never look at an audience as intelligent or not intelligent. I think that's a real trap. I, I think I think you just hmm. have to know that you're talking to human beings. Yeah, Period. but wouldn't you default that that human beings are are smart? You know, you 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 don't want to you don't want to give them anything. That's a trap. You're you're talking about. You're talking about traps. You, you just teach me. Teach me. Why? Why is that a trap? Because you're, you're. They're just people. I'm. I'm just talking about how I how I can manage a room, and I just look at them as human beings. As as soon as as mm. soon as you're thinking they're going to be one way or another way, mm. you will be in trouble. You you do not know what the room is. Till you open your mouth and feel it. You, you don't know what they went through that day. You don't know anything. So you can't assume anything or you're in trouble. Hey, Kirk, when you shouted out that number to, to Gregory that you had performed 3,700 shows, was it? Was that a real number? Of course. You every, really time I go on, every, every time I go on stage, I write, I write it down. What, what do you think that does for you? I'm just curious how many times I've been on stage. Interesting. Does, like, as what, the number what, gets what, higher, what, does it what, make you feel a different way about it? 
No, it just gives me something to do. It's fun. It's fun to keep track. <laughs> I like you, man. Yeah, 3,774 was my last spot at the Improv, and that was on uh, Saturday night. And I went 3,773 was an hour before that at the Comedy Store. I'm just, I, I just like to see how many times I've been on stage. I wonder I if I can, I, I'm curious if I can get to 10,000 before I die. Wow. Hmm. That's a thought, man. Yeah. But it doesn't, it doesn't do anything for me. It's just fun. It's, nice. Here, here's one more joke before I go. And then uh, if anyone wants to tell me anything about it, but first of all, not even first of all, but uh, the homeless kind of come at me pretty hard. And I think it's because I look like a homeless guy who's doing pretty well. <laughs> but the other day, and first of all, there's not enough Purell in the world for me to engage in hand-to-hand combat with a homeless <laughs> man. But the other day, I was going into a, a, a Rite Aid near my house, and a homeless man came at me pretty hard. And he was just like, change, change, change. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm trying, man. I, I'm, I'm trying. I'm really trying to make some changes, but, but thank you for the encouragement. And he's like, no, man, you got something for me? I was like, maybe on the way out, maybe on the way out. A few minutes later, I come out. He's like, what do you got? I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, you said on the way out. I said, no. I said, maybe. And shit didn't go down the way I thought it was going to go down in there. I had to pay for everything. This, this store sucks. And he's like, but I waited for you. You waited for me? As opposed to what? Like going to work? Did, did you call your boss? Say you're running late trying to squeeze me for a nickel? And then he's like, you know what? If you don't have your word, you don't have shit. And I was like, oh, my God. This is coming from a guy who doesn't have shit. See? And that's a joke I can do for children. <laughs> and then he even tried to sell me a Rolex. And I, I thought about buying it, but he couldn't prove that he was an authorized Rolex dealer. But then I thought about maybe coming back later and robbing him. But I have a friend that's a cop and he's like, no, don't don't steal from the homeless because they live on the street. That would be considered a home invasion. See, and then you end up doing double the time. So that joke will bring in all the other cop stuff. Oh, it's the ultimate callback, full loop-de-loop. It, it's all it's all callback for me. It just it just it just shows it just shows the room that they have to pay attention a little. If they'd like to. They don't have to. Nothing matters. That Purell line, Kirk, is a doozy. It's a doozy. It's like comedic poetry because you bring in that beautiful phrase, hand-to-hand combat. It's just a beautiful one. You got it, Dane. Hey, Dane, I'm going to see if anyone else wants to swing in here for a word, and then I'm going to head out. Take it easy. Get on stage, brother. Okay, this was, uh, I believe, educational. I think anyone who would listen to this would find laughter. They would find uh, truth, honesty. I felt authentic. I felt genuine. And that's what you want in life. You just, you just want to be able to uh, talk. You just want to talk and be heard.
And I think as an audience, what you want to see is uh, you just want to see truth. You want to, you want to know who you're listening to and then to see if there's anything they say that you can relate to or just remind you of something. All right. Hey, Charlie, David, Avery, Dane, Ashwin, Andrew, Chase, Anne, Holly, Jack, Tiz. Thanks for swinging in, man. Thanks for giving, uh, giving me some ears. And I mean it. That's, uh, I breathe you in. I, I send love your way. If, if anyone is suffering, know that my words came with a, a sincere aspiration to be an asset. Also, uh, Charlie, is it Charlie? It, does, is it you, Charlie, that has a, a new podcast about Formula One? I, I can't tell. I, I can't tell from your photograph. Oh, no, that's Chase. Chase, sorry. Char Chase has the new uh, Formula One <laughs> podcast, correct? Yeah, correct. Have you given it a listen, Kurt? No, but I'm I'm going to today because I just saw the the Schumacher uh, documents. Oh, oh, that was great. Yeah, I really I really liked it. Hey, Chase, what what'd you think about those fifteen minutes of stand up comedy? I had a, a doctor's appointment, so I came in a little late, but uh, I loved the last joke. I'm a big fan. Okay, of that that's important. And the great thing I, is is. I think you can come in at any time with uh, with a call in podcast because you can go back and listen to it later. That's uh, that's the beauty of this thing. But Chase, I, I think a, I think a for, I think a Formula yeah. One podcast oh. is great, and I, I'm going to listen to it because man, I'm I'm fascinated with uh, the speed at which they travel and and how some can be so great and some can be a little scared. There's a lot of comedy in Formula One. I, you, you wouldn't believe how much drama and just crazy individuals there are in the sport. So, no, there could be a few jokes that I can build off of, and I'll, I'll have to get your opinion before uh, previewing the awesome. pod. But, no, there's, there's well, Chase, I, 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 I'm going to schedule uh, a uh, Let's Hear It for uh, 10 o'clock tonight. I like, uh, I like a Monday at 10 for uh, people to – to talk about some of the jokes they're working on or just throw some things out there that are funny, but maybe we can talk. Let's talk about formula I love one tonight. <laughs> Perfect. No, there's, yeah. There's a lot there. I'm All right, Chase. Good. It. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to listen to your thing. All right. Perfect. I appreciate it, Kirk. Thank you. I'm going to listen back to the first 15. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. Joke. I, I'm just working on a, I have to do a, a set of comedy for uh for some horse people and there, there will be some children. So I'm just kind of working on an hour that doesn't offend. <laughs> it's, I, I trust you to do it. I, I, I couldn't pull that off, but it's a fun challenge. <laughs> it's, it's a, it's a fun challenge to me. I, I, I realize I realized that most of my comedy in the past didn't have the edge that my comedy does now, but, it's all the same guy. I, I just enjoy darkness and sexual deviance. <laughs> Who doesn't? Well, that's doesn't? the point. I, I think deep down, men kind of lean toward that darkness, but society has locked us into a different way of thinking. But I think at the end of the day, 
like when the apocalypse hits, I think we're going to find out uh, who we really are. <laughs> um, I I agree. I tend to agree with you, but <laughs> I think but that, we're in the but, middle but of the that, apocalypse. But that's so. that's the new hour I'm working on is is what's going to happen after the apocalypse Perfect. hits. So may, we'll talk about that also. Once I lock in this hour of cleanliness, then we'll start talking about what I'm working on now. And that's that's my little pile of crazy. Perfect. No, I, I got a good gallows humor joke. Maybe we'll, I'll bring it up tonight. Awesome. A dark one. S sweet, Chase. <laughs> Take care, brother. Take care, Kirk. Thank you for having me on. All right. So that's it. Uh, does anyone else have any comments, any parting comments? Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. If not, go back and listen to what was going on. Uh, my name is Kirk Fox, and I was the host today of uh, Little Piles of Crazy, which is just a room where we can sit down and talk about uh, stacks of anything, little piles that we have in the corner that we probably should get rid of or maybe even make taller. Uh, I don't think there are any rules. The only rule is there are no rules in Little Piles of Crazy. It's your pile. And maybe crazy isn't even the word. I just uh, like the sound of it. It's that simple. All right. Have a good day, everybody. And thanks for, uh, thanks for listening. If you were, if not, uh, that's okay, too. It's nice to see your faces. Love you. Kirk Fox.